welcome to show 55 on Crypto Voices. Matthew Majinskis, your host here from Latvia. My partner Fernando is out saving the Brazilian crypto world at the moment. Unfortunate for him, but good for me as we have a terrific guest today. I'm going to introduce Dr. Richard Smith. Richard is founder and CEO of Tradesmith, which offers subscribers a proprietary trailing stop software, both for stocks and now for crypto assets. Richard has doctorates in math and system science. Uh, I've been following him actually for a very, very long time as I am a subscriber for his uh, stock trailing stop service called Trade Stops. And really very happy to have him here today to talk about his crypto product. Richard, thanks a lot for joining and welcome to the show. Great to be here, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate it. Like I said, uh, I've been following your work for a long time. I think it's just a great product uh, that you're offering the retail investment world. Really important uh, indicators and math-based feedback that just takes the noise and emotion out of stock investing. And I believe we're going to see the same uh, taking the emotion, which is very important, out of volatile uh, crypto investing as well. But before we get to that, maybe a, a brief history. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into you know, investing and trailing stops and uh, math in the markets? One of my favorite topics. <laughs> so, and you know, it's interesting that you bring up trailing stops. That is what I started with, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I also you know, tend to cringe a little bit when I hear um, sort of my work defined by trailing stops <laughs> because in many ways trailing stops were really the genesis of my work, but I see it as much more broad today. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you know, I started um, exploring investing myself about 20 years ago in the late 90s during the, uh, you know, the dot-com boom. And at the time I was working on my PhD and uh, um, you know, did pretty well for uh, the first uh, 12 months of my investing life and, uh, and then gave it all back in a hurry. And um, that's when I learned that uh, risk management was part of investing and that started out with trailing stops and even a simple uh, trailing stop strategy of a, a, a mechanical 25% trailing stop on stocks, I kept in my, you know, I backtest things and I kept backtesting and it would have an incredible positive impact on, on uh, the decisions of, of real investors, human beings, whether they be, you know, people with their own portfolios or uh, I was reading a lot of financial newsletters at the time, um, analysts who were recommending uh, stocks and, and using trailing stops. So I kept seeing it had a very positive impact <clears throat> and which piqued my interest, obviously. And what I eventually figured out is that the reason that trailing stops work so well for um, human decision makers, not so much for machines, but for human decision makers, is because we all have a, a deep-seated bias where we um, <clears throat> uh, favor our losers and um, we jettison our winners. So in, you know, there's been a couple of Nobel Prizes in economics awarded for this observation now, first Richard Th uh, Daniel Kahneman and then uh, Richard Thaler, just pointing out that, hey, you know, when we're losing, we want to take more risk to try to get back to break even. And when we're winning, you know, we're nervous about losing those gains and we want to pull them off the table. So we end up, you know, favoring our losers and, uh, and um, uh, abandoning our winners and you know, the first thing that I discovered was, man, that's got to be reversed. We have to be abandoning our losers and favoring our winners, you know, and figuring out how to have a thousand and two thousand and ten thousand percent gains, you know, instead of ninety, ninety-five, ninety-nine percent losses. <clears throat> I'm afraid that most people have experienced a ninety-nine percent loss, you know, but haven't experienced a corresponding ten thousand percent gain that would have to offset that ninety-nine percent loss. So that's kind of you know what got me interested in in uh, trailing stops and then more broadly just in behavioral economics, behavioral finance, and how people can use mathematics and insights from behavioral finance to ultimately be more successful in in the markets and in speculation. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's a great uh, overview to start. And sorry if I made you cringe there. I, I guess that's one of the things <laughs> I should ask you in the pre-show. It was a very subtle internal cringe. Yeah, but uh, so so how do you describe your product then? 
if it's not by trailing stops? So I describe it as a complete risk management platform today that can help you know when to sell, which is a key part of trailing stops, but also know when to buy, uh, know how much to invest, which is a very overlooked uh, problem when it comes to investing. How much do you put into each different investment opportunity? And then how does your portfolio fit together as a whole? Right. So people think about investing and, and of course, speculation as these kind of individual events like, oh, I want to buy Bitcoin or, oh, I want to buy Apple or, oh, I want to buy Tesla, you know, whatever it is. But that's really not the key to successful investing. You have to think about your portfolio a little more holistically. Um, you have to have a systematic way of buying, selling, deciding how much to invest, you know, and, and, and having a role for your you know, your kind of personal preferences and your instincts, but also having a system that keeps you from making, you know, the big mistakes that that tend to trip almost everybody up. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think um, it's just the ever-present continual problem with investing, uh, exactly what you said. People people hold on, they're too hopeful with their losers and just abandoning their winners uh, way too soon. It's, it's a very important uh, concept, but then holistically sort of just managing the risk is uh, and actually looking at volatility and looking at each individual position on its own and then how it affects your portfolio. Yes, definitely your system allows for that and hopefully we can get into uh, some of that. But before we do, for those that don't know, our listeners that don't know, obviously you started in the stock market. You started uh, offering research and position indicators for stocks. Why did you decide to enter the crypto space? Um, I was kind of late to the crypto space myself, Matthew, um, in terms of really understanding um, how transformational it is. I didn't didn't really um, uh, understand it until probably 18 months ago. And I've just been very inspired <clears throat> by the crypto space, very inspired by the idea of empowering individuals and individual investors in the first place. Um, I'm inspired by the uh, decentralized opportunities that the uh, crypto and blockchain movement represents. And really, you know, for me, it was the first um, really tangible movement and opportunity that I saw in my career that could really change things in a big way. So, you know, I'm uh, concerned about the level of centralization in our uh, economy and in our world, and that, uh, you know, the, the divide between the haves and the have nots. And so it was very inspiring to me, and to be able to help people um, successfully navigate. Uh, this speculative opportunity and also understand the opportunity was something that uh, that I could really get behind. Extremely important points. I think um, you know, as our listeners know, the the crux of our show is is exactly exploring those things. Some of the problems in the current system, some of the benefits that uh, Bitcoin, uh, blockchain can can offer for uh, you know the future and future uh, financial world. But we don't actually talk too much about about risk management and and maybe from you know wearing an investor's hat. So I'm actually really excited to do that uh, today. Of course, none of this is investment advice. I have to say that as we uh, typically list in the show notes. But let's get into it a little bit then, Richard. So as I understand, uh, being a, a trade stops user myself, you have two core indicators um, that your software sort of pivots off of. One is the VQ, and the other is uh, the SSI for stocks, or you're calling it the CSI for crypto. Let's take each one of those in turn, how they work, what they're comprised of, and how they can help investors. So how about the VQ? What is the VQ? Yep. So you mentioned earlier that I started out doing trailing stops um, my first service, Trade Stops, I got my first customer in 2005. So we've been in business for 13 years now, and we have over 30,000 people using that system. Um, and uh, I started out just doing fixed percentage trailing stop alerts and offering them to uh, investors. But over time, I said, well, can't there be an optimal trailing stop that we could identify for each different stock? Because different stocks are different, right? So Johnson & Johnson versus Microsoft versus Tesla. So Johnson & Johnson might be a 12% VQ, Microsoft, Apple, 17-18%, Tesla, Twitter, 33%. What does that mean? Um, in the stock world, it means that if you want to hold these investments for at least 12 to 18 months, then that's how much noise or uncertainty, how much volatility, up or down, you need to be okay with. Um, 
And uh, I originally called it a smart trailing stop, but I quickly figured out that just by looking at that number, it was a very impactful number that influenced the way people decided and thought about their, their different investment opportunities. And it was very transformative. And so I renamed it as the volatility quotient and, um, you know, or the VQ, I was trying to play on kind of IQ and EQ, you know, the one number you need to know about any stock. Um, and I think it's a very simple number that, uh, you know, retail investors can understand and relate to. Hey, if I want to hold Tesla for, you know, 18 months, then at a minimum, then I need to be okay with it moving around up or down by, you know, 33%. Um, so that was the genesis of the VQ. And then uh, I ported it to the crypto world. Obviously, the crypto world is a lot more volatile and a lot, uh, <clears throat> a lot faster than the stock world um, right now. So I had to kind of shorten the time frame. So the VQ in the crypto space means that you know if you want to hold this crypto for uh, at least six months, you know how much volatility should you be okay with? And in Bitcoin right now, it's about thirty percent. You know, in six months, you should be okay with Bitcoin going up or down 30%, you know, just because of, of noise and not telling you anything new about what's going on with Bitcoin uh, in terms of USD. Very good explanation. I wanted to follow up on that 30% because I understand that this is a proprietary indicator and I'm sure you're using different lengths and, and durations and sort of different waves of, of metrics to come to that number. But one of the things that we track and People track volatility in Bitcoin in various ways, but we look at the daily volatility, so the daily, the daily uh, price change over a 30-day period, so sort of a monthly hold. And that actually has come down significantly over the years. You know, in the early days of Bitcoin, that would be like 20%, 30%. That's a daily volatility. So up or down. 30% is something you should expect. If Bitcoin acted like a normal bell curve, you know, that would be within one standard deviation. About two-thirds of the time, Bitcoin would go up or down 30%. Now, I know I'm making some assumptions there because financial markets don't work in a normal bell curve, but basically within one standard deviation is the volatility. But that has come down uh, significantly. And even with uh, the current drop in price that's happened in the last month, daily volatility... As I calculated, Bitcoin is sub-5%, about 3% now over the past 30 days. So I was curious, on the system, you know, you still list Bitcoin's VQ as much higher than that 30%. So is there just a general reason? What, where are you coming up with that? And, and I understand it's proprietary. So but. we will look at as much as three years of historical data. Um, and um, in terms of cryptos, we look at, I think it's typically about every four hours, we'll sample the price, and then we'll use a standard deviation approach to um, uh, come up with a number that, that will tell you how much uh, noise or randomness you should expect in Bitcoin or, what, or any crypto in our database. We have over 500 cryptos, I think over 600 different cryptos in our database now. Um, how much randomness should you be okay with in a five to six month period of time? Okay, very good. And then the next uh, main indicator uh, that uh, users of your platform should be aware of is the uh, SSI, it's called uh, in your stock platform, or the CSI uh, in Crypto Tradesmith. It works very interestingly, very user friendly in a, a red light, yellow light, green light fashion. But uh, what does that indicator mean? Richard. Yeah, so the VQ originally was about when to sell, right? So, you know, Bitcoin makes a high of $20,000, let's say, and it has a 30% um, VQ, then the, the sell point is going to be about $6,000 below that at $14,000. So um, that would be when it turns red in the system. Now, how do you know when to get back in? So, we want to know when to get back in by the kind of being stopped back into the, the asset. So when Bitcoin rises off the bottom more than 30%, but that wasn't enough. We found that we also needed to add a momentum component uh, to really be able to not get whipsawed in and out of, of, of the things that we wanted to invest in. So we added a momentum indicator, um, which is a, a proprietary trend indicator uh, that also is tracked in, in all of our services. 
And so when the momentum reasserts itself and Bitcoin has risen more than 30% off of its bottom, then it will turn green again. So, you know, it turns green, starts rising. Uh, if it falls more than halfway again to its, to its red line, then um, it'll turn yellow as kind of a, a precautionary warning system. Hey, you're getting close to your stop loss, but you haven't stopped out yet. And then when it turns red, um, that would be if it falls more than VQ percent from its high. So simple kind of red light, green light system based on volatility and momentum. And it's very interesting. I was looking at uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, playing around with the system, uh, the crypto system a little bit. And obviously everybody knows what's happened to the Bitcoin price in 2018. Uh, <laughs> rapidly fell from 20,000 where it stood for, you know, about five seconds. And then uh, just slowly... Uh, fell and fell and fell, and it continues to fall uh, today, though it hasn't reached its previous all-time high of about 1,200. It is sitting you know, in the mid uh, to high 3,000s as we talk, uh, still quite a bit different uh, than 20,000. And if, if, if users were dabbling in crypto or looking at it, um, certainly your software would have helped a lot uh, come December and January you know, to give investors courage to, to actually make that sell uh, move. Now, now I want to address you know Bitcoin maximalists and hodlers and uh, and and all of that, but I want to do that a, a little bit later. Let's let's still look at the the indicators a little bit here. So I actually I noticed that your software, um, say we started in January of, of 2017, and uh, that's a good point I think to look at because. Bitcoin at the time was about $1,000. So you can look at a $1,000 investment would get you one Bitcoin. And if you just did a, a straight up, you know, full scope uh, hodl sort of uh, strategy till today, uh, you'd still be up. You know, it would invest at $1,000. Now you'd have $3,700 in dollar terms. You'd have about a uh, 270% gain. But using your software, Richard, it was very interesting. Uh, I counted it from the uh, the trailing stop numbers. You would have had a six hundred and twenty eight percent gain. So I think that's um, lesson right there. And and even following your yellow warning indicator actually gave even better return. You would have a nine hundred and sixty eight percent gain. So what do you think about uh, about those numbers? Um, I think those are great numbers. Obviously, I think that you know. It's been a bear market, <laughs> so um, certainly that's when uh, my system can really shine. Is when it's time to protect your capital, and that's that's definitely been what's going on for uh, for the past twelve months. I'm afraid. I think that uh, you know my system originally stopped out in um, it was about uh, December of uh, 2017, around late December, you know, around fourteen thousand dollars. Um, and then it briefly got in again around 16,000 and out again around 12,000. Uh, but then it's been red ever since. So, um, you know, even today, so it's still red in my system and, uh, you know, not much hope of it turning green anytime soon. Uh, you know, it'd probably have to rise, you know, another, probably have to rise a hundred percent from here for it to really, uh, start to turn green again. So, um, you know, Protecting your living to trade another day is an important part of, uh, of speculation, so to speak. And I think we've done a good job of uh, uh, helping people um, protect their capital who've been following our system. Okay, so actually I think this is a good point to, to pivot to a question that I wanted to bring up, you know, specifically regarding Bitcoin fans. You know, we're definitely Bitcoin, not blockchain on this show. We, uh, we believe in the fundamentals of Bitcoin. We believe in the security of it and you know, much more than just the everyday price. And I am sure uh, that there are plenty of our listeners that are listening to this episode that may be you know, uh, a little bit curious about some of the things we're saying. And you know, they're just hodlers. They're long-term hodlers. They don't think about the day-to-day -day price. And they're just thinking about the true promise that Bitcoin uh, can fulfill, which of course it's very hard to predict the future. But you know, many people think at a minimum it could be something that would compete. It would compete with gold being some sort of a, a digital variant. Um, you know, at the maybe at the midpoint, it could be some global settlement media. And you know, the ultimate is you know somewhere down the line, it could eventually even uh, replace all money and be a global uh, medium of exchange and a global unit of account. So Bitcoin has uh, high promise behind it, and uh, certainly on this show, 
we believe that it could fulfill all of those things. So the reason I say those things, Richard, the reason I preface this question is, you know, many people just don't want to think about a stop price. Uh, they don't want to think about uh, even selling their Bitcoin. They have confidence and courage even owning Bitcoin itself. So I wonder about this in the context of the next bull run. It's a cyclical asset. Uh, we've seen these booms and busts, um, and, and you know clearly your system is showing that you're in the right. Uh, you know stopping out in January, and I sort of asked this question a little bit with my tail between my legs because you know yeah, it, it takes conviction here um, to hold during these down times. But here's the question: One of these runs, you know, could be the run for Bitcoin. You know, it could be what we call hyper Bitcoinization. It could be just you know the ultimate speculative attack where adoption is just so much more than the supply can offer that the only way the price can go is is sky high. And you know, I'm totally speculating here on how that might play out. No one knows. But let's imagine we have another run and you know Bitcoin is 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 succeeding, it's being adopted, it's 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 gaining in fulfilling its promise. And you know, let's just use USD prices, say it, you know, hits hundred K or something. And then it you know, retreats a little bit to 80K, you know, maybe that hits a stop in your system. And then immediately in the next, you know, couple weeks, it's gone to 250K and never comes back. You know, just at that point, everybody understands finally, yes, this is truly a digital asset that's scarce and limited to 21 million. The promises just keep compounding, the tech keeps compounding upon itself, and people start to understand the safety and the promise and the sovereignty of Bitcoin. Is there, in your mind, Richard, uh, any difference in Bitcoin compared to, you know, a stock, a commodity, gold, oil? Um, would it ever be even, you know, a bit dangerous to follow a, you know, pure trailing stop strategy on Bitcoin specifically? I think that in general, I wish that I could have uh, coined this term, but I like to think of it in terms of what I call the sleep number. You know, unfortunately, there's a mattress company in the U.S. that's already uh, caught, you know, trademarked that uh, concept. But as an investor, as a speculator, you have to be able to sleep at night, right? And so, you know, I said that I started out talking, you know, with trailing stops and learning about behavioral finance um, through that that mechanism. But today, you know, my deepest belief is that people have to really understand. Um, their emotions, they have to understand their their goals and their beliefs, and they have to act, um, you know, in a way that's consistent with that, but in a way that they're going to still be able to sleep at night. So, just for myself personally, when it comes to you know my um, uh, belief in 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 the crypto space, right? I'm I uh, I'm excited about it, and I think it's a long term transformational play. Now, for me, what does that mean? You know, it means that I am comfortable allocating uh, 4% of my uh, capital to the crypto space right now. And two, half of that, I'm willing to you know, buy and hold and just not worry about stops, but half of it I'm keeping for when I feel there's a great you know, upside trading environment uh, in cryptos. And you know, we're just not there yet. So, um, so I think everybody has to figure out for themselves what they're comfortable with on a long-term horizon you know, are you? Do you want to be in and out? Then you need a system, something like what I'm offering in in our crypto tradesmith service. If you're just buy and hold, and you know you think you're a Bitcoin maximalist, how much of your you know wealth can you put into Bitcoin and you know be okay if it goes back down to a thousand dollars, right? So you got to know probabilistically what the range of possible outcomes is. You got to be realistic with that. That's where the math comes in, you know, and then you have to act. Um, you know, in accord with your beliefs while, you know, bringing some math to the table to hopefully uh, help you make good decisions. Yeah, fantastic answer. I think that is uh, exactly, you know, what I would expect from uh, someone who's put together a service like this because I, I generally feel the same way about that 50% allocation that you said. I mean, for me, it's, it's just Bitcoin. My Bitcoin uh, stash, so to speak, is, is something that I do look at long term. And, uh, you know, this is a crazy ride, but I'm I'm in for it, and and I have much deeper convictions, and I have courage actually when I buy Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin, uh, you know, sovereignly, than if uh, you know I was maybe even holding gold. So so Bitcoin I, I look as a very special asset. Now 
if I were to look at you know an, an altcoins portfolio or some speculations as well as sort of a complement to that, for me personally, like your system would fit very well in there. And I, and I understand, I mean, even me saying that, uh, and, and this is, I think, where a lot of Bitcoin maximalists are, are proving out their conviction and that they really have courage to own it. Um, it is painful to look at the USD exchange rate at times like this, but um, you know, it's still up, as we said, you know, 270% over uh, two years ago. So we'll see where it goes in six months. But exactly, I think that's a great answer. You have to have your own conviction. You have to find what you're comfortable with, what makes you sleep at night. And yeah, from my side, you know, I look at BTC as you know that that's a long-term play, and if I can juice that or you know make a couple speculations that are interesting in in altcoins, that's where I think I would I would very much uh, like your your service. But that's just me. Yeah. You know, let me jump in uh, early on. I think you used the phrase about my work help you take the emotion out of investing, right? And that's a that's a common uh, theme that has been. Uh, you know, echoed about my work, and 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 I've even echoed that theme myself at times. Um, you know, because you know the kind of petty emotions that go along with speculation around fear and greed, and oh my God, should I get in? Should I sell? Right, that's the emotion you want to take out of investing. But long term, if you've got you know big conviction about uh, something like Bitcoin, right? Then that's a deep emotion. You don't want to take that emotion out of investing. You know, you have to align yourself with that emotion. It's a serious emotion, you know, serious conviction, and um, and you know, it's going to drive your decision making. So being kind of aware of what your, you know, your deeper emotions are about investing and about the things that you believe in that you want to invest in. And then, you know, aligning your decisions with those emotions is where I think people really need to get to as investors. And this is really being reinforced uh, for me in a book I'm reading right now. It's called Market Mind Games by uh, a lady named Denise Schull. She was a, you know, a trader for a while and um, just a phenomenal book that talks about the centrality of emotion in investing. Um, and that you know it, it is it's it is central to what we do. There's no way to get emotion out of investing. You know, you just got to get the wrong emotions out of investing, and align your investing you know with your true emotions, right? And so a big part of that is position sizing. You know, how much should you invest? Um, so Bitcoin, you know, if you want to hold Bitcoin for two years, well, that's that's basically an all or nothing bet right now. You have to be okay with that money going. You know, being unavailable to you for the next two to three years, right? And um, so, what level of money are you comfortable committing to that if your thesis doesn't pan out for a few years, right? Um, so that's where I think everybody needs to get to as an investor. Um, I think the services that I provide, both on the equity side and on the uh, on the crypto side, now, you know, are are uh, um, very useful for people who are starting out. You know, who maybe don't have those answers for themselves right now. And, you know, again, being able to use volatility to kind of get an idea of how much noise or uncertainty you need to be okay with, you know, how much money you can, uh, you know, um, invest based on, on, on that uh, uncertainty and still be okay with it, right? And, and if you have a system for getting in and out, those are all things that are, are critical to success. Great points. It's so interesting, I think, uh, not to belabor the point, but <laughs> we're in bear market euphoria uh, for Bitcoin. I mean, you have you know all the all the big bears, all the big naysayers and haters coming out and saying, "I told you so." And you know where were they a year ago when we we're in bull market euphoria? And and like you said, Bitcoin is is so volatile. I think your thirty percent VQ is uh, is reflective of uh, what you need to be prepared for. You know, over a year or eighteen or. 24-month basis. And, you know, on, on the bear market side, so I'm sure you were following and I was following the kind of, you know, uh, compression that was happening in Bitcoin's price, right, where the volatility yeah. went to almost nothing about a month ago. And, uh, you know, we knew it was going to break one way or the other. I was hoping it was going to break up. It ended up breaking down. But I'm actually pretty excited about this move down right now. Uh, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I feel like, it really is a capitulation move, and um, you know we're finally seeing people really throw in the towel in mass, and you know that's the kind of psychology that you need to see to really form uh, a robust bottom that uh, you know that could that we could see finally uh, you know stabilize and, and move up from. 
our friend uh, Nick Carter, who actually just had on uh, from Coinmetrics, um, you know, he's pointed out there's been some some spikes in in transaction volume recently, which probably were some some capitulation moves um, on the chain. And it depends on your conviction. If you're, you know, I'm generally a buyer of Bitcoin all the time and a seller of altcoins some of the time. But you know, again, you just have to you have to find that level of comfort and when you're able to sleep at night. Uh, you know, find all those things for yourself. But what I really like about your product, Richard, is it's just it's so concrete, it's so clear. And I think for the retail investor, you almost can't find a better tool. And and you released this in uh, just this year, did you not? For the crypto space? Yeah, it was January of 2018, and um, <laughs> so right during the stop out, <laughs> right right near the top. And uh, I actually, you know, I do a lot of work uh, outside of my work with the with the software that I offer right now. I do a lot of uh, cycles analysis. And I had actually forecasted a, a cycles-based top in Bitcoin for the end of December, um, which uh, pretty much nailed it. And so, um, you know, I've been uh, very cautious on the cryptos, you know, for a year now. Um, I had hoped that we were going to see a bottom around April. Uh, it didn't manifest. I had hoped that we were going to see a bottom right here around November. And, uh, you know, we didn't get the upside breakout, although we still might be seeing a bottom form right now. Um, you know, leading into some upside in, into December, but um, you know, it's a it's a time that uh, everything's in the red right now in my system, and um, I'm just uh, waiting for things to start to turn green again. Um, one of the things that I follow is kind of how many of the cryptos in total are in the green right now, and um, you know, right now there's fewer than like 30 out of 600 cryptos. That are in the green right now, and um, you really need to see about five percent of the cryptos start to turn green or more um, before you know you really see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, overall, in terms of just delivering some some value to your readers uh, without having to buy my service, you know, overall things are in the red. We're waiting for things to start to turn green. Bitcoin's in the red. You know, Ether's in the red. Uh, these things are going to take probably take another month and a fifty percent rise before they turn green again, you know. And and it's just a time for caution, for uh, you know, money that you're hodling, great. But if you're trying to speculate on short-term moves, you know, it's still there's still blood in the water, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other benefits of your platform and what they can offer. You know, what tools you know that can add to the to the arsenal of uh, of a Bitcoin hodler or just a just a speculator, if you are are such. For Bitcoin maximalists in particular, and and I I'm not a maximalist, Richard, but I do look at at an increase in my Bitcoin stash as a win at any time, and plenty other Bitcoiners do. So we've been talking about pricing things in USD. Uh, what other currency pairs do you offer? Because um, you can price things in BTC on your system, can you not? Yeah, great point. You can price things in, in BTC, you can price them in uh, Ether, you can price them in Litecoin, LTC. I think those are the four biggies, um, USD, BTC, ETH, and, and LTC. There might be maybe maybe XRP too, I'm not sure. But we have found a lot of value, especially with the altcoins, in terms of looking at their uh, their volatility and their momentum, in terms of both USD and BTC, so um, you know the overall crypto space is very volatile in terms of USD, of course. But uh, when you see cryptos, you know that are green relative to their BTC, you know base currency, that can be a very encouraging thing. You know we found that when you look at um, especially altcoins in terms of both USD and BTC, and when you see you know consistency in in terms of both USD and BTC, that is one of the most positive things we've seen in our work. So you know what does that mean? It means that the crypto asset, the crypto is is performing you know similarly in terms of USD and BTC. So it's not just kind of a fluke of the base currency that's that's. Uh, generating those signals, but you're seeing those same signals across different base currency pairs. Um, and when you see that, it's a, it's a real sign of strength. Again, I just love it because there's so many tools there uh, that are just purely mathematically based that 
any follower of crypto Twitter will know. I mean, you have no, there's just no end to whether you're a professional or amateur trader, what kind of technical charts and drawings and curves you can put out uh, to the crypto sphere every day, 24-7. And if the charts become overwhelming for you, sometimes you need to just step back, look at something based on the math, based on volatility, have a red light, yellow light, green light system, and just calm down a bit. And you know, I've been doing this with Richard's uh, stock service for for years, and uh, we'll definitely have uh, something for our listeners regarding the crypto service at the end of this episode. There was a great uh, quote from Cliff Asnes, who's the uh, you know the head of AQR, big quant guy. You know, developed Factor Investing. He was a PhD student of uh, Eugene Fama and, you know, runs a something like a $200 billion hedge fund right now, you know, and he said, I used to think that investing was about genius. And, uh, you know, these days I don't, I think it's more about doing something um, smart and consistently, you know, over and over again for a long period of time. And I think that's so true. You know, you can really get your head spinning with all the different things that you can follow out there, all the different configurations of charts, all the different systems that you could use. The real uh, gains come when you find a system that you're comfortable with, that you believe in, um, that's got a good history, you know, that works with your psychology, and you can follow that consistently over a long period of time. That's what's going to put you in the winner's circle. Let's talk a little bit more about what we can find on CryptoTradeSmith. You offer uh, portfolio balancing and rebalancing. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, this is, um, we use the VQ or the volatility to help decide how much to allocate to, to each different uh, crypto in the portfolio. And we put more money into the lower volatility uh, cryptos and I like to say just the right amount of money into the higher volatility cryptos. And it's based on, you know, how much are you willing to risk? How much are you willing to lose if you're wrong, you know, um, uh, in terms of the investment? So if you're willing to, you know, just to keep it simple, you're willing to risk $1,000 on Bitcoin and you're going to follow our our, uh, 30% VQ, how much can you invest? Well, about, you know, $3,300, $3,300, I think. Um, and if that $3,300 falls 30%, then you're down $1,000. On the other hand, in something like, um, uh, let's say, Litecoin, which might be about a 50% VQ, and you're willing to risk $1,000, how much can you invest? $2,000. If that $2,000 investment falls 50%, then you're down $1,000. So you can see how this volatility can also be the basis of deciding how much to invest based on how much you're willing to risk. And that's an incredibly powerful approach. Most people have no systematic way to decide how much to invest. It's like, well, I'll put a little bit in this, a little bit in that, maybe an equal amount. Um, But over time, people tend to get emotional and put more money into the things that they're most excited about. And they're most excited about it because it's more speculative and it's more volatile. Um, So uh, deciding how much to invest based on volatility is really useful. And our risk rebalancer tool can let you do that for a whole portfolio with one click. So if you have 10 cryptos that you're following, you know, and you say you want to put $10,000 across those 10 cryptos, you put them into this risk rebalancer, the amount of money you want to invest, and it will allocate um, or it will tell you how much to invest in each one so that you're taking equal risk on each of the cryptos in that portfolio. And it's incredibly powerful. I think position sizing, risk rebalancing, finding a more systematic way, you know, people don't even do this in in stocks. And so if if our listeners are interested, I would encourage them to uh, look at the trade stops product. But with crypto, I can only see this massively increasing in importance over the next few years because very, very risky crypto assets that most people probably shouldn't even be involved in. You catch all of that here. What happens, Matthew, you know, you hear about a crypto somewhere and, and it's it's a great story, right? And, and you're one of the first ones to know. And then you go and you put too much money into it and it ends up going to zero, right? Now you lost that money and you've also damaged your psychology around crypto investing, period. And you're not ready to pull the trigger when the next opportunity comes around. So managing your own psychology, being able to put the right amount of money in, 
into it so that you can still sleep at night and be comfortable with the, you know, the spectrum of possible outcomes. Having an idea of the, of the relative volatilities and uncertainties of different cryptos um, is powerful stuff for you to kind of manage your own emotions and, and your own convictions and you know, be in this for the long haul. Yeah, and I think no question, if you look at crypto Twitter these days, you can you can read through the lines. I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, psychologically damaged tweets <laughs> coming out, and I don't I don't even mean to chuckle at that. There really are people are really really concerned, and people really weren't prepared for what they were doing. Certainly, no more so than if you thought you would you know bet the farm on Bitcoin at twenty thousand dollars, and or even took out a loan or something more risky like that. And it seems like unfortunately there were a lot of people that were. We're looking at that. Scary stuff. Uh, what other features and options can users of your platform uh, take advantage of? Well, one of the most uh, valuable ones, I think, is what I call the portfolio VQ. So you've heard me talk about the VQ you know, of individual cryptos. But what's the VQ of your portfolio as a whole, right? Because you know, most cryptos are moving together right now, but you know, in a healthy market, Sometimes some are going up and other time, and some are going down, right? So uh, Ray Dalio once said that the holy grail of investing is 15 good uncorrelated investment ideas. So you want some that are zigging while others are zagging. And um, uh, we have a measure of the overall portfolio volatility um, that we call the portfolio VQ, where you can see when you put together a portfolio of cryptos and tell you know, the system how much money you have in each one, how volatile is that overall portfolio? So then when you find a new idea that you want to add to the portfolio, you can go and kind of test out that idea and see if it lowers the overall volatility of the portfolio or raises the volatility of the portfolio. So I think that's a really interesting tool that, uh, as far as I know, individual investors um, don't really have access to anywhere else. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's uh, very simple again, as everything else. You have just a nice pie chart. Show what proportion of your portfolio is low risk, what's medium risk, what's high risk, what's sky high risk. Very helpful. So I think that's really valuable. And then the uh, the sort of most recent tool that we added is something that I call Pure Quant, and it's basically a uh, a machine where you say, hey, give me a you know universe of ideas to work from. So you know I follow a couple of the crypto newsletter writers like Tika Tawari, for example. Um, so I could take all of Tika's ideas, put them into this system, and say, I want to put $10,000. You know, give me the top uh, 10, 15, 20 cryptos. I know that might not work with the Bitcoin maximalist view, but uh, for others out there who are interested in altcoins, you know, use all your indicators, Richard. Find the ones that you know have risen to the top or the are the cream. You know, and uh, give me amount of money, and we can give you a whole portfolio of cryptos. You know, with with position sizes. Um, which ones are have turned green the most recently, and um, it's a great starting point for a uh, a healthy portfolio. Yeah, and from that, just to remind our listeners, you can choose to rebalance that even from there. Correct. So at any point, you can use your risk rebalancer. Yep, and if you do follow uh, some newsletters in the crypto space, it's likely that we. Uh, so there's a newsletter center in Crypto Tradesmith where if you are following um, some of the well-known newsletters in the space, you can actually see those open uh, recommendation portfolios inside of Crypto Tradesmith if you're a subscriber to those newsletters. Richard, one other issue I wanted to ask you about, which I think that your platform uh, can help with, is actually a pretty perennial uh, issue in crypto. It's actually twofold, but it all has to do with uh, leaving your coins on an exchange. So the first thing is is pretty basic. You know, there's just been plenty of hacks uh, over the years. You know, countless hacks, and they, they continue uh, to this day. Uh, so it is advisable for all retail users to leave their coins off any exchange, and you know, keep them in their own wallets, control their private keys, so on and so forth. But what that if you do that, then you would not be able to take advantage of certain services that exchanges offer, such as trailing stops. And they aren't so advanced anyway, I would say. But even if you do that, uh, and, and you do put some trailing stops or limit orders in, um, you open up yourself to another issue, which is uh, for sure lots of speculation about this as well in crypto, and that is front-running 
if you tell your your broker in the in the traditional equities world, and if you tell your exchange in the crypto world, you put that limited order in, or you put that stop loss market stop loss. Some of them aren't that advanced even, but once you put that order in, you know your exchange they know uh, the full order book, and you know a lot of people call crypto still kind of a wildcat banking era. No doubt you expose yourself to some risk of being front run and maybe having that order executed by the exchange and a little bit of whipsaw action could happen to you. So it seems to me that both of those issues, just the risk of having your funds on an exchange if you have limits and trailing stops and the risk of front running can actually be avoided if you manage your portfolio through your platform. So what would you say about that? Yeah, great question, Matthew. And um, you know, I think that uh, absolutely you don't want to have your cryptos on the exchanges, and you don't want to have your orders in the market. I think it's true for equities, and I think it's certainly true for crypto as well. Um, that is one of the benefits of our system. Is really, it's totally outside the markets. Nobody can see your orders. It's really an alert information service. So um, in equities, we uh, with trade stops, we alert people once a day. In crypto, we alert people once a day by default too. It's usually midnight um, UTC, uh, which is about seven or eight p.m. Eastern time um, where I'm at, depending on daylight savings time. Uh, but you can also alert, um, get your alerts every uh, four hours or so when we update the prices. But all my services have this kind of delayed data aspect, which I actually think is an advantage for most individual investors, because you know I'm not trying to compete with the day traders and you know the uh, high frequency traders, etc. I really don't think that's the sweet spot for individual investors. You know, I think uh, our sweet spot is a little, uh, you know, slowing it down a little bit and taking advantage of uh, a little longer term horizons than um, you know than uh, a lot of the floor traders or high frequency traders or day traders are trying to take advantage of. I think it's tough to compete on those levels unless you're really watching it constantly all day long, you know, which uh, isn't the business that I'm in um, and isn't the business that most of my customers are in. So I think, um, you know, taking it a little slower, getting your alerts, uh, acting on them, you know, in the next 24 hours, um, that's the model that uh, that's worked for me and that works for my subscribers and that we facilitate with our services. Yeah, and I think that's really good to point that out because uh, we actually didn't even bring that up yet during this interview, but uh, the key functionality of how you can manage risk uh, with your platform is uh, by this sort of delayed push to you, whether you want it by text or email. Yeah, you track your portfolios in our service and then you set up alerts and we can, uh, we email you those alerts or we can text message you those alerts too. And um, that's the primary way that we communicate You know, when certain conditions that you've asked to be alerted to have been triggered. You can also log into the websites and see what's going on um, at any given time with your portfolio and with the alerts. But again, um, you know, I think it is important for people to know that we do only update our uh, crypto site every four hours with uh, four-hour data. Again, we're not trying to track what's going on real time in the crypto space. We're giving people tools to, you know, manage a portfolio of cryptos, uh, get some good timing on their on the cryptos that they're most interested in, um, but not really for intraday trading. All right, Richard. Well, this has uh, been very interesting. I hope that our listeners have been able to get a bit more of an understanding on how uh, diverse and simple and uh, important some of these indicators can be for their crypto portfolios. We have a special offer here, which I'm really excited about. The Crypto by Trade Smith product, which we've been talking about this entire show, and Crypto Finder, which is also some of the things we've been talking about uh, this show, normally priced $1,300 a year. But we have a special offer for our listeners, $600 for a year or $60 a month. You can choose which one and how you want to pay. Uh, we have a special offer together with uh, Crypto Tradesmith at CryptoVoices.com slash TradesmithOffer. CryptoVoices.com slash TradesmithOffer. Go there, check it out, check out the deal. Read about Richard's product. Uh, it's really, really interesting. I can't, I can't emphasize enough, guys, how this has helped me with stock investing. I never look at a stock anymore that I will purchase without looking at Richard's product. And now uh, that he has launched Crypto Trade Smith, I've never looked at another crypto trade without consulting 
his product. So it's something real. It's mathematically based. You know, there's no funny games or false promises. There's no ICOs involved. It's a real product. We don't talk about that too much uh, on this show, but I think this will be a bit refreshing for our listeners, especially in this in this down market. You know, you need some courage. You need some tools sometimes to help you. And I definitely think that this is something that does that. So, Richard, as we close it. Let me know if there's anything else you want to say. Really appreciate you coming on. And uh, if not, where can our listeners uh, find out more about you? Thanks again, Matthew. Um, great to have spent this time with you. And you know, out of everything we've talked about, I think the things that are resonating with me the most are you know, to really align your strategy with your convictions. You know, look a little deeper, look beyond the surface of just the speculative opportunities, find out what you really believe in. Um, you know, and how you want to manage this opportunity in the crypto space. Uh, you know, I've been in the markets for 20 years now. I've helped tens of thousands of investors navigate opportunities just like this. This is very reminiscent of, you know, when I got started in investing with the dot-com boom myself. So I built these tools to really give people a leg up in managing these, these uh, you know, these really transformative opportunities and doing them in the right way, making sure that you can still sleep at night and follow, you know, see your, uh, your, your crypto strategy through to the end, right? So I can't encourage people enough to really kind of look inside themselves, get a sense of, you know, how they want to participate in this opportunity, and then do that, you know, get smart about it. Do the right thing, make sure you can sleep at night, have the right position sizes, know that you're going to either hold through the whole thing um, or you're going to try and get in and out in an intelligent way. Um, but make up your mind and, you know, get involved. And one other thing I think people don't really realize, you know, in investing, we're really helping to pick the winners and the losers. You know, it's not just about picking them and hoping that our bank accounts go up. We're influencing these markets. So I continue to be very inspired by the crypto and the blockchain space, and I hope more people will get involved. And I think this is a fantastic time to, uh, to get involved if you're not already. Cryptovoices.com slash Tradesmith Offer. Cryptovoices.com slash Tradesmith Offer. Head over there, guys. Check it out. Uh, Richard, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for coming on. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.